This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome back to Grim Encounters. We are an actual play tabletop RPG podcast using the Chill 3rd Edition rule set. Uh, my name is Nort. I'll be your sweet little chill master for this evening. And your wonderful players are... Uh, Anna playing Mavis. I'm Branson playing Michael Sanchez. Robert playing Wesley Hum. And unfortunately, Derek's is having some slight troubles with some stuff, so he won't be making it for this uh, first few episodes here. Uh, but we decided we're all here, so we're just gonna fucking play anyway. So <laughs> um, he'll have to just catch up. Um, he was cool with that, so. Uh, so let's just jump into it. We'll have. We won't need necessarily a recap this time, so we'll just go right into the meat and potatoes of it. So, before we uh, kind of go uh, into the the case that you're starting, um, you guys are all hanging out at uh, one of the lunch tables, and Pykel and uh, Wesley, Mavis, and uh, Father's there too, and everyone's kind of chatting, and you two are playing around with the artifacts, because you found that bowstring that helps you, uh, warns you of stuff. Yes. So you've been kind of playing around with it more. What it does is it doesn't warn you of danger necessarily, but mechanically what it does is it lets you roll a defensive action uh, for free. Okay. So like, it lets you defend against an atta- a melee attack, um, where normally you'd forego your turn. You don't have to, and you can use it one per fight. Okay. And then if you want to use it again, you have to give it uh, 10 willpower. Because it needs to be recharged, basically. Okay. Uh, so you get the um, one free one to, to start off with each case, and then you have to refill it every time you use it. So, and then what you've also discovered is uh, when you were both you were practicing with both, um, the first one you pick up it would work, and then if you were like pick up steel bane, it was just like a regular pistol. Mm. It, um, it was like that your body could not handle two artifacts at once. So you kind of you both discovered that. Alright, um... And then when Wesley was kind of messing around with it too, when he picked up the bowstring, it changed into links for his weapon. For his cool. And then uh, Pykel picked it up and it changed into... Your chains. Yeah. Yeah, Pykel picked it up and it changed into, um, fuck, what's the word? Uh, like, like a, a utility a, belt? Yeah. Like a what? Utility belt. Oh, nice. But it didn't work when he had his bone, so right. vice versa. And then 
Yep. Cool. And then I, I created a feat for the game that we can do next time we level up, where you'll it'll allow you to have multiple artifacts, but you have to pay get the the edge for it. Cool. So, because um, artifacts are never explained in the book, so I'm kind of winging it. Mm. Yeah. Um, Wesley, do you have an artifact already? No. no. I have not found nothing. Okay, so <clears throat> since I am not awfully, often in um, Malay Malay range, <laughs> um, I'm gonna give the string of warning to Wesley because Sweet. I have steel bane. Anyway, it, it just kind of melds into wherever you put it on your chain, okay. and the because normally it's just like the the black metal chain, mm-hmm. it's like a, a bluish metal. So you gotcha. could see it. And then... Yeah. Yeah. So. Sweet. Um, that way... Since you're always in the... You're always kind of in medium to close range anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. Everyone else has found everyone else's artifact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except Frank. He yeah, found his own. Yeah, one? He has that book. Who found the bone? Did... No. You I found the bone. You found... Well... No, Frank found the bone. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't find it. I don't think. No. Well, I found the gun. He was there when they found it. You found, found the gun. I found the gun. Frank found the bone. Yeah. Frank has a, had his own. He has... I found the string. Yeah. So you found You yours. haven't found anything. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> but now you got your sweet, your sweet, uh... You got, you got the string now. Yeah. Let's... I bestow upon you a string of warning. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Father Frank, he didn't tell anybody this, so you guys, characters wouldn't know, but, uh, they were there. He found he has he has this Bible from his backstory. Remember that book that you listened to it? The book that uh, De- uh what was the name? Silent Deception was the Ginabe. He was looking yeah, yeah. for a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like has that book. It's in his safe, and he opened it up, and it's that book right there. This brown one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really like a really one. old, like eighteen hundreds Bible. It's like falling apart. Yeah, okay. And uh, he opened it up, and there he in the middle there's blank pages. And it just keeps, it's just a big slew it's of blank. Like a, it's a synopsis of the Bible. It answers commonly asked questions about the and, Bible. Like, and, what should I believe about this as a Christian? And when he opened it, he's just like, well, what's so special about this book? And it said, in the pages it started right, well, Father Frank, I'm pretty peculiar. Peculiar. Literal. And it like wrote in it. Like, it, it's, it's a sent. I'm a weirdo. It's a sent. Shut up. <laughs> a sentient book. Yeah. All right, so the the camera pans down through the many pipes that line the ceiling uh, of the Justice Save HQ. Uh, it kind of bursts through the ceiling, and you see a bustling HQ that, for the first time in four years, seems seems hopeful. Uh, it kind of the camera kind of zooms into Richard Black, who is standing leaning on his cane, and this like this. A proud smile fills his face, and like his eyes are like starting to well up, uh, and he just thinks you hear some inner monologue from him that, like, even though it's this is a small operation, to his previous headquarters, he's he's never been this filled with hope that maybe things can get back on track. Um, the camera then zooms in to. Uh, the group of the four of you that are kind of sitting around a table, uh, kind of chatting, talking, and it's currently uh, 11 a.m. May 30th, and it's a Wednesday. Um, you're kind of all still recovering from the weekend because you all kind of drank heavily. 
except Frank, who he um, went home. He ditched us. Over when, over the weekend, he uh, he was doing stuff around the church and he fell and he kind of hit his bad leg. So he's kind of he's extra slow. Uh, so he's uh, kind of taking it easy the past few days because he is he's an old man. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of quiet. He's kind of rubbing his leg a lot, kind of focusing on making sure he's in top health for everyone. You hear the familiar tappings of a cane as Richard Black walks up to you. He slaps the manila folder right on, on the desk in front of all of you. He uh, smiles wide and says, You guys like camping? I do. Never been. Sure. I enjoy it. <laughs> Once in a while. I got a call from my old team member. His name is Davis Blake, and he was my par- one of my partners on my original team back in the day. He call- he runs this uh, summer camp named Camp Boondoogie. And there's been some strange happenings that he is convinced is the unknown. So he asked me to send a team down. So you will be heading there. It's about an hour or so away in uh, a little town called Boone's Hope. It appears that a construction worker has been mauled to death. The only the only problem besides the death is that his entire staff will be there. And we do not have a... a, a informant or resource in the local authorities in this town and the authorities are just writing it off as like a, a, a bear attack or something like they're not too worried about it um there seems to be some internal drama with this construction company in the town so they're not too worried about what that is according to davis but he is convinced it is something of the unknown just with how the bodies looked and everything so i'm gonna ask you guys don't get arrested Whatever you do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could probably get you out, but that's a, a something we don't want to deal with. <laughs> and uh, you're all going to have kind of some covers. You're going to be uh, going to be lying. Ooh. Can you guys handle that? <laughs> sure. Uh, oh. Okay. <laughs> he, po- he points to Frank and he goes, you are going to be kind of visiting from a, a, a foreign church, you're going to be there to dispel the spirits and clean the place of unholiness. And Frank kind of nods and uh, opens his Bible and looks like he's preparing to, for his random Bible speech, as he always does. Right. And then he points to uh, Wesley and Michael and says, you two will be surveyors from the, the local uh, state government. You are going to be taking soil samples and water samples to test the grounds just to make sure it's safe for the the kids to come in a few, in a month or so. And Mavis, you're gonna be the new the new archery counselor. Sweet. Uh so this is kinda of, gonna be kind of incognito. Mm-hmm. You guys ever seen any spy movies? Never. <laughs> seen spy kids. <laughs> it's kinda of like spy kids. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now, when you are, if you, any, any questions on any book, if you have need to call here about researching any books, Dax has, Dax has offered to be your guys' oracle. Uh, so he'll answer any questions for researching on the books, but, and he hands, uh, he places a, a like this, this looks like government made, like, iPad, this tablet. And he's like, this will have most of our records on it, so don't lose it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, yeah. he's, he looks so serious, like, don't lose this. So this will be, you'll be able to 
look into our computer files at least from where you're at. Do you have any other questions for what you're doing? Or? I should probably look up how to talk about soils and stuff because I don't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to bother you and being like, what are you doing with that soil, sir? So from what I've known is most of his staff is they're between the age of... <laughs> 21 and 26 oh, so it's a bunch care. of like college kids <laughs> yeah, yeah and they yeah. care about the camp that's why they're still there but do you guys have any questions besides the, the soil questions i can't answer right <laughs> <laughs> yeah if i was in college and i saw guys working with the soil and water like to test it i'm not gonna walk up to them and be like what would you do <laughs> yeah <laughs> be like do we get cool uniforms I'm going to look at you guys, and then I'm going to look away. <laughs> That's what I'm going to yeah. do. Do you want cool uniforms? Heck yeah. Then you Fun can have there. cool uniforms. Yes. Check soil and water samples. I want to look official. Yeah, we'll give you we'll oh, give you yeah. a nice, oh, yeah. Yeah. The nice, we'll give you the outfit, and I'll give you a clipboard, and then you'll be set. Then yes. they won't ask you any questions. I get to hold the clipboard. <laughs> no, you should hold the clipboard. I should hold the clipboard. You look more like yeah. a clipboard guy. Oh, sorry, I'm going to sell my lab coat. Yeah. The only two, yeah, the only, always yeah. <laughs> the, which would also work. Yeah. The only two people who will know your true identities. You can still use your names. It's fine. The only people who know your true identities is uh, Davis Blake and his uh, assistant count, like head counselor Hank. The rest, they will, they will be utterly convinced you are just part of this Go surveying team project. or whatever. Yeah. Um. So. I think you guys can do great. And I, I need to go give the case to the other team if you don't have any questions for me. Okay. Amazing. And he yeah. kind of steps away, holding something under his arm. All right, so you guys are kind of packing the van to take. Well, tell me exactly what you all bring, because okay. this is very important. Yeah. All right. Because I guess you could make that trip back, but you'll lose value. You'll lose two hours of time probably, right? right? right. So. At least. Okay. And you'll be able to stay on premises, so. So, um, I'm going to have my gloves. I'm going to make a purchase with my save, and I'm going to do, like, some, like, lightweight tactical gear. Like, the pants with, like, you know, have you ever seen those? The lightweight. Sure, man. Like, almost like body armor, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So I'm going to get some of that. I have my gloves. I have my squirrel. I always have my bow. I have steel bane. Um, I'm going to have a pack. Like a backpack. It's going to be black. Basic-ass camping shit. Some rope. Perfect. You got the basic-ass camping shit. You will have to figure out what to do with steel bane, though, because if you just walk with the pistol, I don't think that'll be... <laughs> Could be in your bag. Could be in my bag. Just make keep that in mind, because if you don't, you say you just carry it on your hip. No, it's gonna be in my. I bag. mean, please do that. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the archery teacher. I use with a gun. I use with a, a gun. gun. Yeah. <laughs> I have my bow too, though. And a pikeel. What does what does pikeel grab? Oh, well, I've got my uh, my white bone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some just some like basic. I don't even know like basic trap supplies. Sure, yeah. You Just can grab like case. your like a, your travel trap kit. Mm -hmm. Did I say um, I got my it, squirrel? I have my squirrel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could bring Mordecai, of course, if you want. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. I'll have my dog. Um, um, so the little piddly stuff, um, if it's something super specific that you didn't say, we'll like have a roll to see if you brought it or not. 
basically. Yeah. But basically, um, just like because it's all like taken apart, so it looks like actual like surveying. Yeah, and, it, and stuff. It's easy for with you now because you have this bone that can turn into any tool you need, so you so don't I have can, to bring all your tools. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you have, you just have like your odd nice travel kit for creating traps on the go. You have enough supplies for like maybe one or two traps. Cool. Um, and then yeah, so. Okay. Any weapons at all? Um. Do you bring your flame, your flamethrower? Oh, I forgot about the flamethrower. I will never forget about the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody will ever forget yeah, about. Yeah, I don't even have it written down. That That's that I want that on a shirt. It's just it's just, like, it's just like it's just like I need two things: my flamethrower and my bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> need to write that down. <laughs> or just says, I'll never forget about my flamethrower. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, and there's some compartments in um, the the van that you could store weapons and stuff in. Okay, cool. Then, yeah, I'll definitely have my flamethrower. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and, and my uh, lockpicking kit. Of course. Mm-hmm. Unless my bone can turn into that. I don't know. I mean, if you those want... technically be tools? Yeah, if you yeah, want, if you want to. Technically, yeah. And it just costs the five... Willpower, or whatever. Every time you change tools, I think whatever I said. And Wesley, what is what do you what does Wesley bring? What's the weather like? I believe I looked it up. What does she? Uh, I don't remember if you it's said it. May, I know so you said it was May, but is it like? It is warm? currently a high of eighty-seven, a low of seventy-two. Mm-hmm. It's been in the nineties. Yeah. The past week. Okay. Well, I, since Wesley's never been on a camping trip. And you've seen a lot of movies for it. Mm-hmm. He ends up bringing like a backpack just full of like all this camping gear that you can think of. Like he hits up the sporting goods store and like goes crazy and has <laughs> like a full like uh, hiking backpack with a sleeping bag, a tent, and just trail mix and just everything and anything you can think of because he's just he's excited about doing this. Never done it before, so. <laughs> um, TBH, what's awesome for camping trips is the solar-powered LED lanterns. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Those are awesome. He watched a lot of old movies, so it's all like propane stuff, so I've got like a um, propane stove, uh, the lantern. Oh, I mean, nice. like literally everything. Yeah. He's yeah. excited. He's yeah, very I'm excited about going. And he, he spends all the money for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, without, without really thinking about it. Yeah. Jeez, Richard's going to chew you again. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I just about lightweight tactical gear. <laughs> I'm sure that's not you know cheap. I, I didn't buy anything. I just bought well, you know, just basic shit. No, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You guys picked high funded something. Yeah, you can't just buy like a fucking jet or something. Of course, I've got like oh, I don't know how long we're staying out there, so I brought like you know three bottles of liquor. I mm. mean, because you know, gotta, of course, gotta have that. My flask, my three backup handles, flask, and my three backup. handles of liquor. <laughs> yeah, not just bottles. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, I'm trying to think of how to attach my dart chain to myself. I think I'll just, like, tuck it in, like, wear it like a belt and then tuck it inside my pants so you can't really hopefully notice. And uh, wear, like, a... You could do that. I think it, it could rest on the pack and, like, the spear could just sit in a pocket on the backpack, too, if you wanted. Well, no, it was more I wanted to keep it on per- my person so oh. that if I'm away from my pack, I have it. You know, me. like, wallet sure. chains... It could be kind of like a wallet chain. But I'm official. I'm wearing my uniform. I can't it's wear like a wallet a, chain. It's like when a I'm thick official. chain. Yeah. How thick is it? Do you think? We looked it up. It's like, 
like thick, thick. It's like a think of like a metal chain, but the links aren't circular. I think circular. I think they're like, like oval. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the, it's like an oval chain, and uh, like on the end of it, there's like a dart. That's probably a good. Like what? Think of what Scorpion uses. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well I mean, it's he like keeps that, his but... in like his sleeve, and like so. I don't know. I don't, I don't yeah, but this is a literal work. chain, so that's yeah. why it's like. I, I right. normally wrap it around my waist and wear it like a belt, anyways. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. I'll do that, but just kind of tuck it away so it's not as obvious. And just then wear my spear on yeah. it. Yeah, that's fine. That or my quote-unquote lab coat, too. Right. Amazing. <laughs> I'm wearing a lab coat and a, a hiking backpack. This is You should get, like, image. a fanny pack. Like, one that just kind of, like, circles Ooh, your waist. perfect, so yes. Yes. Like yes, I'm yeah. going to wear a fanny pack. There you go. Bingo. <laughs> yeah, nobody's going to mess with it. Hell that. yeah. It's a camo <laughs> fanny pack. Yeah, oh, yeah. definitely. It's invisible. It's the, mm. it's an invisible. It's, it's just like a it's one of those box. real tree. No, it's one of those real tree ones. So it looks like you know the forest. I hope I don't drop it. <laughs> Honestly, though, Christmas gifts for everyone this year: fanny packs. Fanny packs for everybody. I would enjoy that. That would be Why awesome. they're coming back? I think they're. I like them now. I've seen a fanny pack that actually looks like a hairy belly. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> I want like the cute ones, you know. I'm gonna get myself a fanny pack. So after you get everything loaded, uh, and Frank brings everything that Shane says he brings, and uh, <laughs> you get on the road for about. Uh, and Frank sleeps the whole way. He's just sleepy. Uh, and after you you come to, you go you're going south. So you're going to towards like the middle of Illinois away from Chicago, and you're passing through a, sh- a ton of farmland, and in the middle of this farm- farmland, after about, whatever, uh, an hour and so worth of miles is, um, you will get to, you'll kind of break into, like, these woods. I don't know if anyone, if anyone hasn't been to Illinois, there, it's such a random, sometimes there's just, like, crazy different types of nature everywhere. Yeah. So you'll have, like, hills, and then flat, and then there'll be farmland, and then there'll be city, and then all of a sudden, there's a fucking forest. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of break into... Uh, there's even swamps. Yeah. You break, we have swamps here. That's so weird. You break into the forest, and um, you kind of pass the, like, the Boone's Hope sign, and it's really old, and, like, it's, like, population, like, 800 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, you pull up to the uh, the local Casey's General Store to get some uh, gas. Of course. Yeah. Nice. And, uh... You guys are all, you're just taking in the simplicity of the town. Like, people are, like, waving as they pass each other. Um, people that are walking by are kind of just staring at you guys because you're strangers. Yeah. Um, do you guys get anything at the convenience store? Well, breakfast pizza. The yeah. breakfast? Casey's breakfast pizza. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm going to try that, too. <laughs> They're going to try Casey's breakfast. It's amazing. Wesley doesn't know the... His cheat day is coming up, so he's like, okay, maybe I can squeeze it. You can get one yeah. that just, just try it. You guys were talking about it. I mean, it for it's a while. cheese, eggs, and like either sausage or ham or bacon. Or bacon, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Wesley and uh, <laughs> um, Ranson, no, Ranson. Wesley and Pike will come out. They have their pizza, and they just kind of like a little, the little shot that you could buy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're just kind of drinking it with your, your pizza. Yeah. I'm going to pick yeah. up uh, some Zippo lighters. Oh, okay. You got Zippo lighters. Frank just refills <laughs> yeah. his uh, coffee thermos that he drank. Um, he still sleeps, but he drinks drink coffee. It's a decaf, that's why. 
Mm. He just loves the taste. It's not actually well, coffee. It's English black breakfast tea with de- cream and sugar. No, yeah. that's, that's a Dirk's thing. Like he does that. Like he'll just drink eight cups of coffee and go sleep. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's impressive. He's yeah. always drinking coffee. Yeah. I had a teacher in high school who had three cups or three pots of coffee a day. He would go into the art room, fill up his coffee pot. He had it in his room. Damn. You're miss you're miss tangent today, aren't you? I am. I'm feeling good today. <laughs> I hate it. Okay, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I actually feel well rested. The envoys so you guys arrive, um you kinda you go through the town, you get your pizza, um you kinda you take this like well-traveled dusty dirt road and you go through it leads to kind of winds through the forest uh, coming up as a left and you kind of t- you take it and you come into this entryway that has this giant like wooden sign with multicolored letters that are are, are faded that says camp bundugi and you kind of come into it and there it's it's uh it's paved this bigger road it looks like it's too wide um, and as it's about 1230 and, uh, you kind of, you break in to this driveway and as you're coming, uh, the van tires bump through the entrance and you see a man with a cowboy hat and an eye patch mm. and he kind of waves you down and points down this, uh, this, this gravel pave, this gravel dr- driveway that, uh, leads to, looks like what's a parking lot. And, uh, you hear him holler from his front porch which is, I didn't get to label it, but this is the, this, this kind of big main house he's at. And he's standing on the front porch and he waves you down towards the, uh, the parking lot. And you hear him say, Howdy partners, just uh, head on down there. I'm assuming you're the ones that old dick sent. And he points down towards there. And he heads into the house. And you guys kind of pull, you guys pull into the, down the, the like the long, uh, driveway here and it leads to this like uh this parking lot where there's a bunch of other cars parked and flanking the other side of the parking lot is this uh looks like a bus garage where there is like an an older bus parked and it looks like there you see like a pair of feet underneath the bus that someone looks like they're probably working on it and you look out the front and you see uh this good man the cowboy hat he's standing on the back porch kind of waving you guys over what do you guys do? I guess we'll go over to him since he's waving us over. Yeah, sure. Uh, as you, as all four of you, well, all three of you, Frank Sarah's going to stop saying that. You walk towards the the house. You kind of just cut through this giant, there's this giant just field that's like open. And it's it's speckled, speckled, speckled with trees. And as you look to the left, you see there's like a soccer field and a baseball diamond. And there's a couple paved sport areas and you're heading towards this uh, central building it looks like and I need all of you to roll perception I rolled a 70 and I needed a 30 okay I rolled a 42 and I needed a 70 I rolled 65 and I have 30 okay so you two fail Mm -hmm. and you got a low success low success yes So you're walking and you're just kind of taking in the nature. This camp has a lot of trees and it seems like it's not destroying nature. It's kind of becoming one with it, mm-hmm. uh, which gives a nice summery nostalgic feel. 
Uh, and May, this is the end of May has been quite hot. Uh, and it looks like a lot of things are kind of dry too. Like there's been, must have not been much rain. And you, Mavis, you two don't, you're kind of just like enamored with all of the, because you two have been in your city, the city for a long time. For a long <laughs> time, yeah. Most of our lives. And uh, you just kind of get this feeling that someone is watching you. Okay. But you're kind of looking everywhere. And all you see is, you see a couple people like walking in the distance, but they're not looking towards you. Um, you just see, uh, what we presumably you think is Davis. And as you kind of, as you make your way towards the house, you see in the center, there's just in the center of the uh, camp, there is like a circular drive around it, and there is this giant oak tree. Like it is massive. It's probably like at least 100, 150 years old, and it's in perfect condition. And there's just like birds in it, and you see other animals skirting around around it. So, um, you make your way to this old, old looks like an it's a two-story cabin, and you make your way to it. Davis walks down the steps and greets you, uh, and he's a, a taller man, and he looks looks to be in his sixties. His uh, covering his face are these 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 deep scars that look like a pair of claws gashed him across the face, and uh, the, his there's the smile lines are thick. Looks like he's smiled a lot in his life. And on his right eye, there's this 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 brown, thick leather eye patch, uh, kind of coinciding with that scar I mentioned. Um, and he grins, bearing his like pearly white teeth, and extends a, like a rough working hand toward you and toward all of you, and shakes your hand. And as he kind of extends his hand forward, his sleeve gets pulled up, and you see that there's just tattoos lining his the up to his wrist at least. And he says, uh, Howdy, friends. My name is Davis Blake. It sure is a pleasure to finally meet you. Uh, Richard has said some mighty fine things of you. Uh, welcome to Camp Boondoogie. And he gestures just all around. Uh, and then he uh, walks up and opens the door, the back door for all of you to come in. He leads you all to this grand solid oak wood, this solid oak wood table. Um, and uh, kind of has everyone take a seat. Uh, before we begin, uh, are any of you camping types? I am now. Me. <laughs> <laughs> like the enthusiasm there, son. <laughs> uh, but uh, you are, you said, miss? Yes. And uh, your name is? Uh, Mavis Osterling. Ah, uh, Miss Osterling. It's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, and uh, he asks for all your name and exchanges them. Uh so you're so okay. That that makes a lot of sense. So you're the one that is going to be uh, our new counselor. Yeah. Okay. Archery. The archery. Perfect. We have a nice archery range up at the edge of camp, off the lake. There, there's and there's a little hunting shack with some uh, bullseyes we set up a while back. Uh, we don't have it. We have yeah. It's right there in the corner. Um, unfortunately, our our uh, camper. Like where our campers would stay uh, for the duration of the week is currently they're being either renovated or they're full of stuff. So the first night you're gonna have to sleep under the stars. Okay. Um. <laughs> so from my understanding, um, hmm. the children aren't supposed to arrive until next week. The children will be arriving until next month. Next month. Okay. 
yeah, it's it, there's the, most of them are still finishing up school, so don't want to inter interfere with that. Oh gosh, darling. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I drop a no uh, arrowhead drops like a peanut out of my trail mix bag. There's a wild animal on your shoulder, miss. <laughs> that that would be my wild animal. He was one I kind of his brow furrows. Like, what do you mean? This is my pet arrowhead. Damn millennials! <laughs> doesn't matter as long as it doesn't isn't gonna buy people whatever. Um, so the victim is victim's name was uh, Callum Calum Campbell, uh, which you guys kind of read over the file on the way. Uh, he was a forty-eight year old construction worker who was working late on finishing up his tasks at the job site when he was mauled to death by an animal. Well, at least that's what the report says. Uh, we have a job site across the way from here. They are building a indoor sport complex. So when there's rain, we could have still have our baseball games or whatever, basketball games. Um, but the problem is, is I don't buy this police report because I saw the body. It didn't look like a wild animal did this. Because uh, the man wasn't just... Eight, he looked like he was kind of played with. If that makes sense. Mm. Um, and also, the tall tale signs of the unknown is my the hair on the back of my neck sprung up, so I know something's something's afoot. And I worry for these kids. I, mean, I know they're not kids, but I worry for these these young people here. They're all bright and they have strong futures ahead, and I don't want them to get hurt. But sending them away, I fear would. Just alert this monster to maybe attack the town. So I called uh, Richard. Thought he was dead. Surprise for me. <laughs> uh, we, we have a few more minutes before uh, we have to... Uh, there's going to be a meeting where I'm going to introduce you, you guys and explain what happened to everyone last night. So uh, any questions before we start, we'll, I will gladly answer them. I know this camp like it's the back of my hand. Uh, where was the construction worker located? Where was the body located? It was, uh, it was just out on. It was in the middle of the of the construction site. Okay. He was working on uh, some of the foundation, and they kind of the, the creature got him. Okay. Um, and uh, oh, and he pulls out this pamphlet, and it has this like cartoony um, map of the camp mm -hmm. with like. Look over here, whoa! And it has yeah. like a legend and everything. And uh, he kind of sprawls it out. And there is uh, a couple buildings laid out through this camp. On the north uh, flank, there is this large lake that it looks like where most of uh, Boone's Hope back in the day got most of its food from. Um, it's a large oval lake uh, that has, there's a small dock protruding off of uh, for what this camp must use for water activities. And there's like a boat, there's a couple boats like with little clip art sitting on it. And uh, there is a building can, right off the shore. And he points to it and goes, right here, this is uh, where we would, where we keep all the pool, all the, like the, the water activity stuff. Because Tracy, um, she is our head counselor for water activities. So she's mostly there for, uh, and there's like floaties and all that stuff in there and uh there's like the giant pool you jump on and then the other guy flies in the air. You ever played that one? That was pretty fun. Yeah. 
<coughs> um, and he goes, here's the archer, and he points uh, to the east. This path right here, um, after the main circle and the main entrance, it all becomes gravel. Uh, we didn't want to pave everything because I felt like the pavement hurt the, the, the ground too much. So when they offered to pave the whole area, I decided not to. So everything else besides the entranceway and this circular here are, is gravel. Um, the road abruptly ends here in the east that leads into the wood. It breaks off into multiple dirt trails for hiking and exploring and all of that. Uh, to the uh, to the west over here, it also just ends abruptly and leads into all of our sporting complexes and our kind of uh, pavilion where you can hang out and play frisbee or whatever. Um, if you before you hit the archery, there will be a riot, and you will see where our counselors stay. And then down the way from that, in between the the counselor cabins and the camper cabins, we have uh, where the camps, like the campfires are, where you'll be staying. That's where we have our nightly songs, and we roast marshmallows and tell the spooky campfire stories. Um, and then, of course, down here, and he points to the uh, south. This is where our... Um, where the bathrooms are located, the bathhouses, I guess, and uh, the camper cabins. Because um, we tend to, uh, we, we try to get uh, at least 30, looks like 30 kids we try to get every summer. It doesn't always happen, but uh, helps with, uh, we teach them how to, we teach them damn city kids how to survive in the wild, so it's pretty fun. And then on the main circle here, we got the, the old oak, uh, it says good luck if you if you rub it every morning. So I always walk up every morning and give it a nice pat. Um, you'll still find other campers and counselors. They'll they'll sometimes sit there and they'll be reading or uh, taking in the just the nature because most people here love the uh, being outdoors and everything. So and he goes here's the construction site off the main circle, and then next to that we have the mess hall slash kitchen. Uh, the local are us. We have a chef on hand. His name is Gunnery Sergeant Devon Johnson. He is starting fresh this year. He is off his, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, what's it called? The, uh, when you, you're stationed off and you come back. What's sure. that? He's done with his, like, third or fourth tour. So he's, and he, uh, he's from Boone's Hope originally. So he wanted to come. He came here as a kid. So he wanted to, uh, come here and, uh, his kids are coming in the summer, so he's kind of excited to... He's very no-nonsense, but he's uh, he's nice to have around. He's a very kind man. Uh, then he points to the building next to where you guys are at. He goes, this is the rec room. We have a lot of, like, pinball machines. There's a lot of tables to play cards. It's where we spend most of our time when it's raining. Uh, we have our meetings there. Uh, that's where a lot of the time, uh, if there's no room, they'll do yoga maybe. There is a, it's kind of there for a, just a backup plan. Cause if, cause you know how the weather is in Illinois. What I always tell people is if you don't like it, just wait 10 minutes. <laughs> It'll change drastically. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Hank kind of takes control of that. That's my assistant. We'll meet him at the meeting. Um, his name is Hank Buck. Uh, he's a fine, uh, a fine man. Who's a uh, very intelligent, he's a little on the quiet side, but, uh, I trust him with my life. 
Uh, now me, I'm the head counselor. I'm in charge of all the scheduling and making sure the place doesn't catch on fire. Uh, and uh, he laughs. He says, it's only happened one time, I swear. <laughs> and uh, then he goes in. Uh, last and uh, finally, there is a, there's the garage. Uh, that is where uh, Nancy is. She is our uh, our bus driver, and she's also our uh, mechanic slash handyman. She does a lot of the uh, the work around and uh, takes care of old Bessie, our bus. Um, she is something. Uh, she's old only Bessie been... or both. Both. <laughs> <laughs> Her name is Nancy Chance. Uh, she is something. Carriage. Oh, and I almost forgot. I, <laughs> I almost forgot. The head nurse. Her name's Linda Morn. Uh, our nurse, our, uh, if you ever, our first aid station is located in the rec room. There's a small, like, uh, uh the, a small room that the, um, they, she took over to kind of help with that. So she's always there. Uh, she's currently, most of the, the, the older people here are setting up, preparing for the kids, and the counselors are going over their plans with each other and, uh, all of that fun stuff. Uh, but uh, without any digression, we can just make our way to the meeting if y'all want and you don't have any questions. Has there been problems before? You know, there's never been problems before. I mean, uh, like five years back, we had like an attack where the uh, a stray wolf attacked one of our our uh, counselors, but he wasn't too injured. I mean, it was more the the wolf was more afraid of him than he was of the wolf. And it just kind of got him on the leg, and he was treated quick, and it, it was fine. So Did how'd you have... how'd you get those sweet scars? How? And he leans back and smiles. <laughs> how to get my sweet scars? <laughs> Which one? And he like pulls up his arm, and he has like this huge gash, and then he's like, "I got one on my chest too." And then, which one are you talking about? I, I don't need you to take a sh- what the the fa- uh, the face ones. There's there's one on my face. Can you see it? Well, I, I can't see too clearly anymore. <laughs> he looks like he doesn't know what you're talking about. I'm just kidding with you, dare Jesus. I didn't mean. <laughs> I didn't mean to. <laughs> I didn't mean to. To spook you? No. Uh, yeah. I, I. I was finding. I was finding a fucking giant werebear. Werebear. Mm-hmm. Back in the day when I was actually Richard saved me from that one. I'll tell you that. That motherfucker. Give him a shotgun. No one will walk away from that that he doesn't want Not to. Even himself. <laughs> <laughs> I know he doesn't look the part now with the old bum leg, but I'm telling you, he was a scary motherfucker. And he like grins and he's smiling. Like uh, as you kind of look at his outfit, he has like the classic like cowboy flannel, and on the left pocket he has this like these like these menthol cigarettes. That you can just smell. And his flannel's tucked into his Levi mm. jeans yes. with the huge buckle. Mm-hmm. The belt buckles. Gotta love them belt buckles. Mm-hmm. I definitely did not take inspiration from Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> oh, that's what you probably did, yeah. <laughs> and subconsciously I did. And then I just rolled with it. I was like, fuck it, he's a cowboy. Um, <laughs> Wait, clarification. Do we have cell service while we're out here? Absolutely it... not. No? So, like, in, in this building you do a little bit. Yeah. Like, it looks like you might have some basic, like, if you need emergency oh, services. Did we but... bring walkies? Uh, no. I mean, he no. probably, honestly, probably would have picked them up. I, I, I would have picked them yeah. up. I mean, how about this? He has a set of two. So he has, the, uh, like, like just a pair. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, okay, so the cell service, you've noticed, is that in Boone's Hope, it was like this, too. 
it's like there's only like there's not that many cell towers in this area mm -hmm. um so like you have cell service it's just kind of spotty it may not work at times like one or two it, bars yeah i mean it looks like you could probably call and ask dax questions but like Maybe when you need it, it might not be there. Just kind of like it's it's not reliable. Okay. So that they have they have, it looks like uh, if you look around the room, there's like a landline still. It looks like they use landlines still in this. this okay. Cool. Just because they're more reliable than the cell service because right, they're based yeah, off at lines. That point, yeah. Uh huh. Because that you saw power lines and stuff going to, to this yeah. place. Um, and uh, when you walk in, this place does not seem dilapidated. The only thing that looks old is the sign, and it looks like it must be on purpose. That they that they just haven't fixed it because right. it looks that rustic. rustic. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so he explains. He's like, no, yeah, the cell service is a little spotty, so my uh, flip phone doesn't get too much. I don't even know if it's charged. And he looks at it. He's like, oh, it's not. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, technology man. Uh, well, any questions? And he looks at his watch. It's it's getting close. Everyone's waiting on us. I think. All right. uh, we can Let's talk see. afterwards. Yeah. Okay. So you, uh, you guys come into this, the rec room, and you kind of go through the double doors, and you're greeted to just, like, lots of talking as you, like, you enter, like a, like, a bus station. It's not that loud, but, like, you hear lots of people, different voices and different conversations going on. There's about 12 people in this room, kind of, sitting on the chairs, leaning on the walls, talking to each other. Um, Davis kind of steps up next to Hank. <laughs> the ever, the room kind of hushes instantly. And uh, Davis kind of starts up and goes, Thank you all for coming. Apology, apologize for being late. Uh, I was uh, greeting the our four guests here that will be uh, they're from different local areas. Um, before we start, I'm just gonna jump into the, all the probably what the gossip's going around. Yes, a construction worker was mauled by a creature, or an animal last night, uh, and he did not make it. And there's like a bunch of gasps in from the room and uh i don't want you all to worry if we all follow the guidelines i have set we will be safe of course there has to be a mandatory curfew now there is a cur a force curfew at sunset uh, sunset until this creature is found if one of you is needing to use the restroom after dark i will enforce the buddy system do not go anywhere by yourself um and if you were going on a hike and he points to this like this guy with a mullet and he goes I'm looking at you, Jeff. If you're going on a hike, you must take a buddy. And you will need to tell me either me or Hank here that you're going. And you need to report back in when you're done. And uh, Jeff kind of looks like annoyed that he has to do that. Um, and then he goes, I'd like to introduce our uh, our new staff member joining us. And he gestures to you, Mavis. And he gave you like this uh, counselor uniform to wear that matches everyone else's. And it has like Mavis on it. Okay. Uh, she what, will, it, what does it consist of? Can I wear my tactical gear underneath it? You could wear it on top if you want. It's okay. Everyone seems like they have the uniform, but they have their own little touches to it. Mm -hmm. Like, you see one guy, and he's, like, super prim and proper, and he has, like, this perfect line cut, and then there's a man that looks almost identical to him next to him, except he has long hair, kind of like Ransom's, mm -hmm. and his shirt's unbuttoned at the top, and you see, uh, like, a tie-dye shirt underneath it. Okay. Um, and then, like, some of the girls are dressed differently. Like, so it doesn't look like it has... You just have to wear this uniform in some capacity. He kind of... It, it seems like he expresses individuality. He, like, accepts it. So if you want to wear some of your gear on top, that's fine. But you could wear it underneath if you want. You just look really chunky. Like, really 
like you have pool balls for ass. <laughs> pool balls for ass. <laughs> like oh you have, my god. <laughs> um. Okay, I'll just so, I'll wear my uniform and I'll have my gloves. Like he goes, this is Mavis, and he's like he pauses for a split second, and looks at you. Mavis Osterling. Uh, she will be like he was gesturing to see if he wanted to say your last name or not, but you didn't say anything. So I just, I, yeah, I he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, this is a strong point. Yeah. yeah, this is Mavis. She will be our new archery counselor instructor here. Uh, so uh, she uh, was welcome on board. She is one of you damn youngins, so she should fit right in. And they all kind of, some of them smile at you. Uh, um, the really prim proper guy kind of doesn't like glare at you, but just kind of like side eyes you. Like no, no, it's not like me. It's just like he's like, Ugh. so a sneer. Kind of. It's not like, but it's not as vicious. It's just like very subtle. It's a slight stink eye. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the evil eye. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's not evil eye. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> they will be uh, resting at the uh, one of the campsites until we get one of the clab clab. One of the cabins cleared for them. Uh, so please make your introductions. Uh, and let's stay safe out there. And if you see or hear anything, um, you let me know, okay? And, uh, and then he goes, uh, explains what what Frank's doing. And then he goes, uh, these two, they are surveying for the local soil. Um, so if you see them going around, don't worry about it. And they might be asking you questions and just uh, uh, just do help them as much as you can, okay? And everyone's like, yes, sir. Okay. Um, so what are, they, what are you looking at dirt for? Um, My own damn business. <laughs> <laughs> and then the long-haired guy goes up and he goes, he's like, like frogs gay. <laughs> the uh, the long-haired dude kind of like pipes up and he goes, <laughs> like, you guys like dirty? <laughs> and then like no one else laughs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the guy next to him rolls his eyes and just like starts rubbing like, his head. Yes, I like <laughs> so yeah the meeting's done and everyone's kind of dispersing uh what do you got like uh, what's your what's your first plan of action here uh i should probably visit the camp the construction site yeah <clears throat> okay. because it's a construction site mm -hmm. um so uh everyone files out uh you see that uh davis is like uh, is like okay i'm gonna head back to the, my cabin and he walks out and uh hank kind of introduces himself to you. He's like, hello, my name is Hank Buck. Hi, Hank. It is a pleasure to meet you. I've heard you from Save. And he looks super happy. So you know. Yes. Davis tells me everything. I know everything about this camp. Except what's happening now, and it bugs me. Any questions, I'll be happy to help. And he stands up straight. And then... Uh, kind of spins on his heels and walks over to this like old this old pinball machine and uh opens a compartment and starts like working inside of it interesting character is that a fucking android yeah <laughs> <laughs> do you say that no i <laughs> know uh, i say it exclusively to uh Pykel and wesley it's a small person operating the controls inside him oh shit um as you say and you see like him kind of perk up a little bit I need you. <laughs> you hear like a slot, slight chuckle as he's working on it, and then before you walk out, you hear like <laughs> 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 and you look back, and he's like 
He's like moving, like mocking. Yeah. Like, but he's still like inside it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna call it there. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> he rolled an 18 on his perception, I so we got to present her. Really well, yeah. All right. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in to Grim Encounters. We uh, uh, we had a nice little little camp episode. Um, so excited! Oh Jesus! <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> okay, okay, just a little background, a little behind the behind the the Grim ball here. Um, I wear headphones. I'm the only one that wears headphones out of us five because I don't we don't have the setup for all of us to have headphones. And Christiana, when Christiana peeks the mic and I say, "Oh God," it's not me reacting to her being loud. It's me reacting to my ears bleeding. So, um, and because <laughs> I fix it in post, and uh, I don't want I, her to stop because it's funny because it, it just scares the shit out of me because I am a, a, just a ball I do, of I nerves. Do, I do randomly peek the mic. Yeah. It's. Strange. Yeah. <laughs> You're not very good with your volume control. <laughs> it's I'm, like I'm naturally not when good with I know Dirks is talking, it's gonna be a nice, like perfect it's level of yeah. he has very good mic technique. Wesley's pretty good, but you and Ranson? Like <laughs> Yeah, we get excited real fast. <laughs> uh Ranson's it's like quiet. Ranson's had a couple years under his belt, so he's pretty good, but it's just like I don't I, I don't want him to change because it's funny. It's, it's mostly but Christiana's just like Yeah, yeah you <laughs> <laughs> but I talk- Sorry, I sneezed. That wasn't a sneeze, honey. <laughs> I talk like that naturally, though. I don't. Um, I don't have volume control and that's great. naturally. Um, but uh, anyway, I want uh, you all to uh, follow us on Twitter, Grim Encounters. Give us a review on iTunes. It doesn't have to be five stars, but it would make uh, it would make uh, Papa Bear here happy. Um, anyway, I want uh, I want you all to get some camping gear. Uh, get your uh, Get a get a nice get a nice flint and tinder, get a campfire going, and then when that stranger in the dark approaches you and is making sweet robot noises, I want you to stay spooked out there. <laughs> Fixing this arcade game. Goddamn pinball. Jesus. <laughs> what are you, an Android? <laughs> <laughs>